Here we go, here we go, here we go. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This is Friendshipping. And today's theme is... Rude. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't sure what you were going to say if you were going to say politeness, courtesy. Rude. Rude. (laughs) Friendship between humans has many benefits. But sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. And explain this theme. We got a bunch of questions about politeness and rudeness and courtesy and people just feeling like uh, common courtesy was lost on their friend or they were curious as to how to do things in a more polite way. We're going to tell people how to do things in a way that doesn't make them seem like they're rude. Yeah, do friendship at the problem. Yeah. The first question. One of my best friends can't disconnect from technology when we hang out. I feel like I never get her full attention as a result. How can I bring this up without seeming needy? Oh, this is a question that's near and dear to both of our hearts. Yeah, I've been on both sides of this, that's for sure. I've been on one side of this, (laughs) which is the friend who keeps fucking with her phone. (laughs) I'm actually afraid this is one of my friends who just said this was passively. (laughs) We should do a passive aggressive episode. Oh, God. (laughs) That's hilarious. That's a whole nother bucket of worms. Times when I've notably done that, even if I've been like in a one on one situation and felt rude about it. It's because something was going down at work or something was going on with a family member or a friend. Not necessarily something serious, just someone was reaching out or I needed to connect with someone at work. It gave me anxiety to not be connected. Like, I need to know what's going on here kind of thing. And my phone is the stupid device that's going to ease my anxiety. That said, it is important to communicate, hey, something is happening at blank and I'll need to be connected to my phone for the next half hour. Just want you to know. For me, I I have my phone on me as a, a, a social crutch. Totally. Which I think is fine because like I say, when you break your leg, you should get some crutches. Like in the days of yore, people used to doodle on napkins to soften their social anxiety. And so now we have phones. So to a certain degree, I feel that the other party should be forgiving because there, I mean, there is definitely a fine line between I'm going to refresh Twitter every now and again, or like just going to make some bloops and bleeps with my phone. And I'm legit just writing an email right now in front of you while you're trying to talk to me. Right, right. Like people pick up their phones mindlessly. I certainly do. And it's just a habit like, or they're pinged and they have, they pick up their phone and glance at it. People also use their phones to mentally check in and out. I do that a lot in group settings where I'm like, okay, conversation over. I need to pick up my phone, refresh myself for a minute, and then check back in. I don't think this person would be asking this question if it's like they're just doodling with their phone. Like this person, I think, is asking this question because their friend is like checked out of the conversation. I pictured like they're out to dinner, just the two of them, and the other person is looking at Facebook while the other person is trying to tell a story. And that is that would be frustrating. Is this they are checked out of the conversation or if it's just like they're they're just kind of fiddling? Mm -hmm. Um, fiddling I think is okay there are some things you can say to figure that out too you can ask hey is everything okay over there I want to make sure I'm not interrupting and then don't do that in a sassy way though don't be like hey what you okay what the fuck yeah uh, everything okay over there like give them the benefit of the doubt I Mm -hmm. think I think that's a good place to start from you could also pause your story or whatever you're doing until they put their phone down don't do this in a passive-aggressive way. It might bring some more attention to the situation in a way that's not too mean. I don't really feel like there's any appropriate situation to be passive-aggressive. Just put it on a post-it note and leave it on their computer. This is definitely <laughs> the healthiest way to do it. <laughs> Next question. Jen, you want to read it? Yeah. Okay. 
My friend works for a company I really would like to work for, and I think I'd be a good fit. How can I politely ask for an in at her workplace? I think it's good that you want to do this in a way that's polite. Like you're already approaching the situation in a way that you want to be courteous and not make your friend feel uncomfortable. Um, That's awesome. It's good to have guts, you know. It's good to ask for the things that you want sometimes, and uh, especially in the workplace, in friendshiping. Like we kind of gear this towards women, and notoriously women uh, do not ask for things that they want. So I think it is good for you to ask in a courteous way. Super smart, Trin. Yes, good for you for putting yourself out there, giving yourself a chance. Give, chance, giving yourself a chance. You are advocating for yourself and something you want, and you're being thoughtful about it. So you're already coming at this from a good place. First, there are some things to consider. So is there a position that's specifically open? Or are you just kind of asking, is there something that I can do? I think that those are two very different situations and you need to approach those differently. So if there's a position that's open, you can tell your friend, hey, I'm applying for this position that's open. If you think that I'm right for it, I would love it if you could advocate for me. So you can leave that in her court. So if she doesn't think you're right for it, you're not pressuring her to speak on your behalf. But if she does think that it would be a good idea for you guys to work together, which not all friends should work together, um, she can put a good word in for you. Right, right. You can totally reach out to your friend hey, I saw this open position. It looks like they're looking for X, Y, and Z, and I think I'd be a good fit. Do you have any other insight into what the manager might be looking for? That kind of thing. You can reach out in a productive way without putting pressure on your friend. And then also with this situation of the there's an open position that is available, you should also accept if the answer is, I don't think I want to work with my close friends, or if the answer is, actually, I don't know if this is going to be a good position for you. And those are really bummer things to hear. Like, that sucks. And there's no nice way, really, for your friend to say this. Mm -hmm. So come into this knowing that the answer really could be no. It doesn't say something bad about you. It just says, like, the nature of the workplace. It's just the way it is. There's a chance that your friend won't be as open and honest and saying, like, I don't know if this is a good fit for you. Instead, they might say, like, I'll see what I can do, or right. not really sure. Like, that's, that's what we call the soft no. Listen very carefully for a soft no. And don't push your friend one way or another, because do you really want this to be the thing that comes between you and your friend? There's plenty of other companies you can work for. And your friend knows the job, and your friend knows you, and she could sense that it's not a good fit. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean she doesn't love you, respect you, or think you're like a bad bad at your job or anything like that. It's just that she knows the workplace. That's true. And it does reflect on her if her supervisor, manager, boss hires you and then you end up not being a good fit. If she advocated for somebody who doesn't work out, that's a notch against her in her own workplace. And that sucks. That sucks. That's a hard thing to ask of somebody. Right. And then on the other side of the coin, it is totally okay to not want to work with your friends. You love your friend, you respect them, you know they're good at so many good things, but your instinct tells you they would just not be a good fit in your office or whatever. If there's no open position specifically, if you're just kind of like putting an ask out, again, that's a totally reasonable thing to ask somebody, but that's something that you should not be persistent on. You can ask that one time, like, oh, hey, I like your company, I have these qualifications, blah, blah, blah. If something something opens up, let me know. She will know when something opens up and she will let you know. Don't put your friend out constantly in this. Don't badger, don't text them. Did you ask your boss about this yet? That's not the way people get hired. If there was no position available and you asked once and it went really well with your friend, I think you can ask a couple months later. Just be like, oh, hey, just so you know. And then that's it. You're done so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You probably feel like if you don't ask, you won't get this job. And there is some truth to that. Like you do have to make yourself available, put yourself out there, and let people know that you are looking for a job change or whatever the case may be. That said, you don't need to badger them all the time. 
I agree. And if your friend straight up ignores your email, your text, or however, whatever way you asked, regardless of whether or not there was a position open, if she ignored it, take that as a soft no and don't bring it up again. That's smart. Yeah. This sucks. It's a it's a tough thing to mix work with friends, like unless you're me and Jen. Right. <laughs> Everyone is so lucky. <laughs> no, it is. There's really no non-awkward way to handle this. You, you just need to be patient and forgiving of each other if she doesn't return that email. And I do still want to congratulate you on your guts and asking for the things that you want. Yeah, keep doing that. Yeah, good job. My friend loves... <laughs> why did that start like <laughs> I had a southern accent? Like, should I just go for it? Yeah, My friend it. loves big group hangouts. <laughs> that does not good. I'm going to keep going. Yeah, do it. And I just don't have the energy for that shit. <laughs> How can I politely decline? I'm giving up on that. She plans outings at least once a week, and I just can't do it. So based on Trin's accent, we know these outings <laughs> are rodeos. Hoot nannies. <laughs> yeah. Anyway... <laughs> Okay. So be upfront with the reason. If you don't want to do this hoot nanny, <laughs> you don't have to. Right. Okay. So the question was, how can I politely decline? And she plans outings at least once a week. Because this is happening so often, it's worthwhile to be totally honest and admit group hangouts just aren't your thing. Here's the thing. Do you want to keep being invited out just in case you feel like going? So if you want to keep being invited out, even though you say no, just in case you end up feeling one day that you want to go out and mm-hmm. do karaoke with 15 people. Thank you for inviting me out and keeping me in mind when you make plans. So that's thanking her both for being thoughtful enough to invite you and for the invite itself. I know I decline these a lot, but it's just because I'm tired. Please keep me on the invite list. Yeah, it's totally all right to say, I'm not someone who usually goes out after work. I'm usually too drained then. That said, please keep me in the loop. Right. And if you don't want to be invited out again, if you know that this is not your thing, you're an introvert, you're tired after work all the time, this is, you don't really like all of her friends, tell her that too. Hello, friend. I am too overwhelmed by large groups to be able to relax at one of these outings, so please keep me in mind if you're ever planning something smaller, or if you just want to get coffee with the two of us. You can invite her up to coffee. Right, yeah, yeah. totally. I was going to say, like, maybe that's a good opportunity for you to make the plans. Mm-hmm. I hope that your friend isn't pushing you too hard. It doesn't sound like it by the nature of the question. It sounds like it's just an invitation that's being extended and it's fine to decline it, but you need a way to communicate it. But if your friend is making you feel guilty or being like, why don't you ever hang out with us? Like, or where have you been? Or uh, why are you always ditching us? Like, that's not okay. It's not. And, And the first time that she asks you that, it's okay to say, I'm actually just so tired and this is not really my thing. I love you, but I don't love going out to the bar with 20 people that that's fine but if she keeps going with that like where the hell have you been like you never say yes to my facebook invites <laughs> then she sucks a little yeah yeah she does yeah and that's not being a mature friend who that's not being a mature friend yeah and that's a conversation that, that you can have too and just say this is just never going to be something that i'm into and i feel like i'm being guilted for my preferences and let's just have coffee on tuesday the two of us yeah I always love the idea of suggesting the alternative and being proactive with the alternative. Yes, you have to follow up. If your friendship is worth saving, and it sounds like it is, judging by the nature of the conversation, it sounds pretty good. Yeah, this this barely sounds like a conflict at this point. Just uh, do some of the legwork next time, and you make the plan to go to a movie or hang out just the two of you. Right. Your friend might see herself as being like the social queen of your group. Like, if she doesn't make the plans, then no one else will. Right. So then it's time for you to be like, okay, here's our our alternative. I'm just going to give these four people over for board games and then invite her. And I'm sure she'd love that. Yeah. It sounds like this friend is the organizer of the group. Yes. Which, good for her because 
friend groups need that. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Is this the last question? I think so. And we're nailing these questions. We're doing great. Go for it. No Southern accent. My friend constantly breaks plans. What Ooh. do I do? Mm. Well, in an adult friendship, flaking on plans can be super common. You have just a lot of things going on. And uh, the thing is, I don't think somebody would be asking this question unless it was like supremely bad. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Like it's not. It, so in every friendship, you have this foundation of this is what's okay with us. So like I have a friend who we both, we know that we both have busy lives and we accept when we can't do things. Um, but it sounds like one of these people, the person who's asking the question, makes the plans and then the other friend breaks them. Constantly. So I guess the first thing to ask yourself is, is this a new thing? Like, is this only been like the last like couple months or so mm -hmm. that they're just bailing on everything? That can mean a number of things. Maybe your friend is feeling depressed or anxious and just needs more time to themselves. Maybe there's something going on in their lives that, that you're not aware of. Um, or maybe there's a problem within your friendship. Your friend might not want to hang out with you. Yeah. That sucks to say. Yeah. But it's good to communicate and ask, I've noticed that uh, you haven't been able to hang out lately. Um, can we talk about that? Yeah, leave it open-ended like that as well. I uh, just wanted to check in, like, our plans keep breaking. How are things going with you? Is there another way we can hang out? Maybe we should just talk on the internet tonight and yeah. get it sorted out. Or let's, let's meet in a way that you feel comfortable with, in a way that you know you can attend. So let's just say that this is a friend who has always broken plans forever. Is that something you can just accept in a friendship? I mean, I think to a certain degree you can. Like I said, in, in a foundation of a relationship, if this friend has always broken plans and this other friend knows this about them, then they must know on some level that this friend has something else going on. Like maybe they have social anxiety. Mm -hmm. Maybe they need a lot more recharge between work and hanging out or between hangouts. And like we always say, you don't need to explain yourself if you have to leave a situation or if you say no. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. You need to, just as we always say, like, it's okay to leave. You need to respect other people's choice to not show up, to bail, to leave. I feel like one of the most common fights that anybody will ever have with their friends is, I thought this wasn't a big deal, but they thought this was a big deal. What I'm thinking is that this friend who breaks plans just never thought that this was a big deal to do that, and you think it is. If something hurts you, you should say so. Because I don't think this friend is intentionally trying to hurt you by breaking these plans. And if you hurt someone, you don't get to a debate with them about whether or not you actually hurt them. So when you have this conversation and you put forward, it hurts my feelings that I put this effort out into making plans and then you flake on me, she doesn't get to debate that with you, but she does get the opportunity to give you the reason why this doesn't work for her. Yeah, you're giving her the chance to explain herself. And I like that you said that she doesn't get to debate you because it's not a debate. You, that person doesn't get to decide if she hurt your feelings or not. Like your feelings are valid, they're real, and you're sharing them. And this could be um, a soft no too. Totally. Yeah, we need to consider that too. This could, this could be the soft no. If your friend is reaching out to you in other ways, like you get a text or a tweet or an email from them and every now and again, if they're reaching out to you, then I think that that indicates that they really do want to be your friend and just these plans are not working for them. But if you never get anything from that side of the friendship, this could be them saying a soft no to your friendship. Keep that in mind. Yeah. It sucks, but your energy is better spent elsewhere. And maybe it'll be a relief to you as well. Yeah. And we're not saying like trash and burn this friendship. Give burn it, it to the fucking ground. <laughs> Every it's now over. and again, you need to torch it. 
But I don't Tortured think... Tortured and start over. <laughs> nah. Salt the earth. <laughs> Pillage. Uh, wow, I just uh, channeled some kind of Viking uh, yeah, spirit. Yeah, it felt really good. I did. Let's do that more often. <laughs> okay, so it's n- probably not the case where friendship ending probably probably not but it's always good to keep in mind that when you start this conversation there are a lot of ways it can go and you need to accept whatever way it does go turn when you said you said something i i super agree with as usual but Yay. especially this Thanks, and you said that the person might not even know that their flicking on plans affects the other person so much most people don't even realize how they're affecting others yeah. and that sucks but it's just the human nature people mm-hmm. are very internal she's break you know breaking plans for a reason and she's not considering how that affects you that's not fair really i mean you know in a perfect world she'd be she would understand her consequences of her actions but give her the benefit of the doubt that she does not realize she's hurting you yeah (laughs) (laughs) so before we close the episode i'd love to go over just some general rules of courtesy and politeness and not being rude 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 (laughs) So what's great about friendships is that your friends are people that you can be real with to a certain degree. You can be a little more lax on the rules of courtesy, um, like we spoke about earlier, if you've got a foundation with them. So you can make fun of each other a little bit if that's your thing, and Mm -hmm. that's totally okay. Some friends do break plans with each other, and it's not a big deal. Uh, Some friends are aware that they're both addicted to their phones, so they fiddle with them when they hang out, and it's, it's not a thing. I mean, you need to be aware that these things are rude, and sometimes your friend might cross the line. And when your friend crosses that line, keep in mind that they had this foundation where they, where they thought that this was okay and that it's up to you to tell them that they crossed the line. Does that make sense? It totally does. As you said, your friendship has a foundation. So work off of that foundation to communicate. Communication is like always the solution. It really is. I mean, sometimes it's like, it's sometimes the solution is just like stop fucking talking to that person. Right. But most of the time it's... It's most of the time it's advocating for yourself. Yes. And give them the chance to correct themselves before you get super upset. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to be the bad guy. I want to get that like tattooed on my hand and slap people with it. <laughs> that would make me the bad guy. Yeah, uh, but pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So be nice to each other. As always, if you have any friendship questions, if you need some friendship advice, please jam them in our ask hole. <laughs> it's ask.fm slash Jen and Trin. Jen has two N's and the second N stands for notorious. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I did that. All right. That's it. Yeah, we, have goodbye. To end it. we have to end it right there. Yeah. So the, end the whole sorry, podcast series. <laughs> <laughs> Friendship at the problem